Baba Mojo Pé, meu Mojo Pominuã, a Wanda Yenyama, Aleluia. Can you give him praise if you are alive? And you are glad you are alive. And it's not fluke, it is God. Shout his praise, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Once again, I'd like to welcome you to church this morning. And I believe that God has something massive for you. You know what? The rest of the year is the best of the year for you. Oh, I thought someone is going to say amen to that. I said the rest of the year is the best of the year for you. Can you shout glory? And can you take your seat in God's wonderful presence? Thank you very much, Radiance. God bless you. Hallelujah. All right. I'd like to welcome you once again to the Educo series. We've had part one. We've had part two, we've had part three, we've had part four. And like I told you last week, if you have not been involved, if you have not been a character in all of these episodes, you can please measure up or find a way to catch up. And then from today, be a real character in this seasonal movie. And then make sure that you are a real character in the movie. How do you become a real character in the movie? Give attendance to the world. Make sure that your hearts are here. Make sure that your, your mind is present. Make sure that your, your, your books are used. Make sure that you have a pen to write. If you don't have a pen to write and a book to use, you can ask our horses to give you one. I don't think I subscribe to people using their phones to, to, to document things in church, right? Because a WhatsApp message, a Twitter notification, um, an Instagram message could enter and then you are lost, you are not in the world anymore the purpose of coming to church is to grow and to hear the word, hallelujah and so if you are in church, it is sensible and reasonable that you do away with all distractions and your phone is a major one hallelujah I thought somebody would answer, hallelujah alright, in the last four weeks we've talked about quite a number of things from the book of Romans we've dealt with Romans chapter 1 chapter 2 um, chapter 3, part of it and maybe we can just deal with the remaining part of chapter 3 today, or maybe some part of it, and then by next week, we are going to be spending enough time with the world. Right? Because we have Thanksgiving service today, is a media Thanksgiving, and we are going to join the old adult church, um, maybe in the next 1 hour, 20 minutes, or 1 hour, 10 minutes, or about. But please stay with the world, and let's get the best from the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Today we are blessed in the name of Jesus. Today we are blessed in the name of Jesus. Today we are edified in the name of Jesus. Today God is glorified and the devil is terrified in the name of Jesus. Today we give attendance to the world. The world is working in us. The world is making us better. The world is changing us in the name of Jesus. Can you say glory to God this morning? Alright, in the last few weeks we've said some important things but one very important thing that we should have noted by now is that to get the best out of any content especially scriptural content you must understand certain things and the first one is that you must understand what eh no 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 that's not it that's the last one 
The first one that you must understand what? Eh? Understand the heart of the writing. If you don't, if you don't remember, go back to your book and go and check it. There's no sin about that. First, you must understand the author, the author of the writing, and then why? And what's the perspective of the author of the writing? Number two, understand what? Understand the timing, the time that it was written, right? Number three, understand what? Let's do it together. Three, so understand what? The purpose of writing. You know, we're writing letter. The first time I salutation, second uh, uh, salutation, there's our dear man, then you greet, right? Third, second paragraph, you now say the purpose of writing this letter to you. But in formal letter, you start with the purpose straight. And you don't say the purpose of writing this letter to you. You, you find another way to write it. So, there is a purpose for writing every book, and you must understand the purpose of writing a book, and that we have dealt with in the last few weeks. If you have not been in church, please get a, get a, um, get a messages and then be a part of it. And then, um, number four is what? Understand the audience. Who were they talking to then? Who was the writer writing to? So you can understand what is written to you and what is written for you. For example, when Paul said to the, to the Corinthian church that, that, um, should I say, that, that air must be covered. It was stating something that was customary. It was customary to the people that were living in those days in that particular area. Um, because they believe in the fact that the women covering their head, covering their head, not their hair. Please put a decision between both. Covering their head, not their hair, is to honor their husband. Right? So when you cover your head, how do you cover your head? You cover the entire of your head, entirely. And leave just the face. How we advance to the point that it became only air in the Christian faith is still a mystery to me till now. It's a mystery. How did we arrive at some points? And then some people cover some part of the hair, leave some, some do bandana, some do uh, some rounding like that, and then it just, you know, appears and all of that. Well, if it's a culture in a particular place, for example, in the first place, it's a culture that we cover our head, or our hair. Well, do it. Like I said to you that I hold you the truth, but I will tell you that if things are done in a certain way in a particular place, you do it the way they are doing it. Is that understood? But in the writing, the people he was writing to, he was telling to them that in this place, to honor your husband, you cover your in your tradition, to honor your husband, you cook for your husband. I'll be now. And so, so, those are the things that Paul was talking about. He was not talking about Christians. He was talking about cultural things. And then towards him, he said that these things should not cause strife. Because we don't have such custom in the, in the Christendom. We don't have such custom of air covering or air covering in Christendom. That's what he was saying. Without me, go and read it. That's not why we are here today. Number five is what? Understand what? Eh? The theme. The theme. You no, know, that, that, that other one, they say that if you don't cover your hair, that when the angel is moving, they will not bless you. Where is that in the Bible? Who, who came up with that nonsense? Understand the theme. And the last one is understand what? The context by understanding the pretext and the pretext of the writing. Alright, we have looked at several sub-themes so far. About five, about four of them. We started with introducing the gospel. We move further to man's choices and God's action. Do you remember that? Alright, we move further to judgment mode unleashed or activated where everyone is judged under a particular umbrella and it was not talking about we. Judgment in and out of the law, in the era of the law, 
um, for both Jews and, and Gentiles. And then last week we also looked at all men, one box, or all people, one prison, whereby everybody was put under the same umbrella as sinful, as unrighteous, both Jews and Gentiles. Today we are going to the fifth sub-team, and it's titled Prison Break. And in this movie, Michael Scofield is on the part of the actors. You are part of the actors in this movie. And you can be the lead actor as well. I don't have to be the lead actor. You can be the lead actor in the movie. You see, in the movie of your life, don't let anybody be the lead actor. Be the lead actor in your own movie, in your own life movie. So you are not saying the story from somebody's lens. You are saying the story from your own lenses. The story is from your own perspectives. Amen? Amen. Alright, so we are going to move from um, Romans chapter 3 verse 21 to 5 verse 5 in this particular one. But I can assure you, I, will, I cannot even get to chapter 4. I can assure you of that. I planned, I wanted to get to it. But as I was, as I was studying in the middle of the night, I knew we cannot get to it. So let's see what we can get to. And get blessed by the world. We are not rushing anyway. We are still in this, in this world. Abby now. Abby, where are we rushing to? Hallelujah. So, 3 verse 21. Can we read together? Everybody want to go. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophet. Hallelujah. The, but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, the word apart there. It's from the Greek word chorus, C-H-O-R-I-S. It means separate. So, God's righteousness without the law, God's righteousness that is separate from the law, is revealed. Please concentrate. Please be here. It's revealed. How was it revealed? It was revealed by the witnessing of the law and the prophets. Now, believers, where is the law? And where is the prophet? Or what is the law? And what is the prophet? The law includes Exodus, Deuteronomy. So Exodus, help me now. Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And if you think the law is Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments is only a movie title. There are 613 laws. Several laws. Several laws. Maybe I'm satisfied by the law because I'm wearing the same same uh, materials. Okay, I have embodied you, Abby. If you have embodied you, that means that by now, I should be going to air fire. Abby now. Because he said that if, you, if a man wear what belongs to a woman, woman will to a man, they will go to air fire. Is that, what, is that what he said? And also in the same law, he said that if you wear silk, you cannot wear cotton. If you are wearing this particular material, you can't wear this particular material. So I'm going to air fire. Even, even the devil will run away from air fire when I get there. So, so if you want to live by the law, you have work to do. Glory to God for you. The Lord will help you. But we, this is written to us. Not just for us, but to us. Now, the righteousness of God, apart from the law, without the law, is revealed. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the law witnessed that one day, God will sanctify, God will sanction righteousness without me. The law witnessed it. How was he witnessing the law? And the prophet. Now, understand that the law and the prophet are books of the scriptures. What are book of, now? What is the scripture? 
the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. And they are all where in the Old Testament. That's the law. That, that's the scripture. Holy scripture. Agios Graphe. Santimonal scriptures. The word witness here is from the Greek word material. I'm not saying Greek word so that you can learn Greek word. I'm saying it so that I can explain to you what it means in English. So you can know that the Greek word is different from the um, English word. And there are times that the Greek word and the English word, they have a connection. Like for example, hooper, hyper, connection. Now, material means testify. It means bear record. It means obtain good reports. It means well reported of. Now, let's look at the first one. Material means testify. So you say that being testified, right? Talk to me, church. By the law and the prophets. It means bear record. So the law and the prophet, the bear record of God's righteousness without the law. Not only that. It obtained an honest report. They honestly say, this is better. It's a better work. It's a better document than what we have. They said that. So, now, there are two ways that this happened. You see, this was revealed in two ways. First, it was revealed literally. And second, it was revealed figuratively. Luke 24 verse 44. Luke 24 and verse 44. And he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you, see with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written where? In the law of Moses and the prophet and the psalm. Concerning who? Jesus Christ talking here. So the law of Moses has had things written about Jesus. The prophet are things written about Jesus. The Psalms are things written about Jesus. So all of the scripture was testifying about Jesus. Do you get that now? So literally, they wrote about Jesus. Now, figuratively, figuratively, somewhere in Matthew chapter 17, something happened there. Matthew 17 verse 1. Jesus took his disciples to go and pray on the mountain. And look at this. Now, after six days, Jesus took who? Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on the high mountain to the, by themselves. Verse 2. And he was transfigured. What does transfigure means? To be changed. He was changed to a different person entirely. So Jesus was transfigured before them. His face shone like what? So Jesus' face, literally, this was like sun. Alright. And his clothes become as white as light. Maybe he was even levitating. I, didn't even, I don't even know. But he was transfigured. Verse 3. And behold, what happened? Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. So Jesus was there. Moses and Elijah, you see, Elijah and Moses were, they, 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 they were not physical anymore, right? So they could have come in physical form. They came in the same transfigured form. But God allowed the, apostles, the disciples to see them. So they, they stood together. Now, now, who was the greatest lawgiver in the Bible? Moses. So Moses here was representing what? The law. And then who was the greatest prophet in the Bible? Elijah. Elijah was saying what? The prophet. So the prophet, the law, and Christ, they met. And when they met, Peter was like, at last, the Bible is complete. We have everybody together. Everyone has come together. The law is here, the prophet is here, and the son is here. And, and what? Don't talk to him. Verse 4. 
Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. <laughs> if you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And when God heard that, let's see what God did. Verse 5. And while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I will please hear him. Don't hear the prophet again, or, or the law again. The law and the prophet have talked about him. Their time has gone, that he expired. Now is the son. So here, God's righteousness without the law was revealed. It came to pass. Do you get that now? Let's see what Peter said about it. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 16. Second Peter 1 verse 16. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 16. Look at what Peter started with. He said, we have not followed cunningly devised fables. You see, we are not just telling stories. We are not just doing anyhow. Just saying what we, what we want to say anyhow. No. He said, well, we, are not, we have not followed carefully made up stories. Cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were what? Eyewitnesses of his majesty. Verse 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I will Verse 18. And we, and we heard this voice. We heard it too. Which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Verse 19. So he now said, and so, we have what? So there was a prophetic and the law, talk about him, and then on that mountain it was confirmed. Do you get it now? Which you do well to take a light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star, the day star arises in your heart. Who is the day star? Christ. Yes, Christ has arisen in our heart. He lives in our heart. He's not living somewhere far. We don't used to invite him to come to our Come into my heart. That's for, the, that's for the non-believer. We are not singing that as believers. It's already in our heart. Someone say glory to God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 22. Verse 22. Verse 22 con- confirmed for that. Verse 22 of Romans chapter 3. Romans 3 verse 22. Romans 3 verse 22. Now, let's read together. Say, even the rising of God through faith. In who? In Jesus Christ. To, to what? Talk to me. To what? And let's read it together again. Even what the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. So there is a righteousness, and this righteousness comes by what? Comes by what? By believing, it comes by faith. It says that even the righteousness of God through faith. So we obtain, sister, listen to me. Brother, listen to me. We became righteous by having faith in Jesus Christ. And this faith is not your faith. It's the faith of Jesus Christ. What did you now do? What, what, what did we now do? What, what did you contribute to this righteousness? How? I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But Christ that lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. So the faith we have is the faith of Jesus Christ. The faith of Jesus Christ. And also, we became righteous by this faith. By believing that Jesus Christ died. No, first, lived. Second, what? 
Eh? Third, he was what? Buried. Fourth, he was what? Resurrected. Fifth, he was what? He ascended. And sixth, he paid the ultimate price. If he did all of these things, and if you believe in it, then you are righteous. Wait. You are righteous. It's as if you have never done anything wrong before. You. God sees you and he says, this is my righteousness. Hallelujah. What a joy. What could be as precious as this? This is, this is more than gold. This is more than gold. This is more than gold. Let's go back to Romans chapter 3 verse 22. He says, this righteousness Please give me KJV, please. Let's use KJV. Because there are some words that, that we're using in KJV that you need to understand. And it says, this righteousness, it says, is unto all, all, all them that believe. I was in a program before and then someone asked the question that, what's the difference between this? Unto all and upon all that believe. And the Bible said to us that it's the same thing. And the truth is the same thing. But it's something that you didn't see. Unto all there, and upon all there. Now, unto all is direct. Unto you. Upon you. That means I force it upon you. I impose it upon you. In fact, in the Greek, it means to superimpose, to distribute over. Unto all means that it is given to whom it was originally, please stay with me here, you will love this, originally made for. And so the Bible says that unto all and upon all, there is no difference. So, Jews and Greek, who is this? Who are we going to refer to as unto? Or upon? Unto. Jews. Upon. Gentiles. Now, stay with me here now. Now, the promise... I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited in my spirit. The promise was to the Jews. And also the Gentiles. When you hear the word also, it means that not primarily. The Gentiles were not... Were never explicit... In visiting the promise. There was no document to show that they had a promise by them. Did they have any Bible I was teaching or any book I was teaching? They had, they had, they had no document. But there was a document, there were documents for the Jews by the law, by the Psalms, by the prophet that, ah, guys, a time will come, you become righteous without working and all of that. But God will often say the word, the word, the word. But most of the time, the Jews will not see it in that perspective that he's talking about us. They will say that he's talking about us. So there was a silence in talking about the Jews. I'm going to give you an example. Jesus often mentioned one word. He will say lost sheep of Israel. Lost sheep of Israel. Let's, let's dwell on this for a while. Mark 10 verse 5 and 6. Mark 10 5 and 6. You see why you cannot just jump in God's word onto, uh, upon, uh, just, just jump. No, no, no. See, you, you understand this and you understand the quality of God's word. Quality of God's word. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. Alright. Then, this Jesus, so this 12, pay attention very carefully, please. This 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, say what? Go not in the way of the Gentiles. The first time Jesus sent me an assignment, he said, go not in the way of the Gentiles. And not into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. Verse 6. But rather, go where? To the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Did Jesus go to the Gentiles to preach? No, he didn't. Except Samaria. 
Just Samaria. Samaria is not a Gentile city. That's why Jesus said, he said, he said that, that, Acts verse 8, said that shall be my witness in Jerusalem, which is the major place, and then in Judea, and let's move it out a bit, and then in Samaria. And you get to Samaria, maybe we are now talking about the uttermost part of the earth. That's the progression. Luke 15 verse 1. I don't really have time to explain this. Luke 15 verse 1. Then drew near unto him all the publishers and sinners for to hear him. Verse 2. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured saying, This man received sinners and he eateth with them. Verse 3. And he spake unto them a parable saying, Verse 4. What man of you having an hundred sheep, if you lose one of them, doth do not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it. Verse 5. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder rejoicing. Verse 6. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep, my sheep which was lost. Verse 7. And I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sin that repented more than one, more than over ninety-nine just person which no repentance. So, who was he referring to here? The Israelites. Am I right? Did you see it? Go back to verse 6. If you didn't see it, don't get lost in church. Pay attention. Be fully here. And when he called at home, he called his friends together, his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep, my sheep which was lost. And before now, he was talking to the Pharisees, and then there was an Israelite setting. Do you get that now? Are you sure? Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. This one is a very, very powerful story. Very powerful story. Very powerful story. Even the disciples never thought that Jesus would come for us. When he appeared to Peter, it's not possible. Gentiles. Gentiles. No way. So even when you can fight Paul, that I can't be talking to Gentiles. In fact, Peter, at the point, could not relate to those who are not circumcised. That Paul had to call him out and abuse him. In Galatians, that why, what, 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 what were you pretending? He called him out. So that the gospel is here, and then we have the gospel, and God lives, God lives in us. What a joy. Something to shout about. Can you shout for joy? No. Look at this. This is a very powerful story. Very pa- one, of the, one of the most powerful stories I love in the Bible. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, let's shout it together. Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Verse 23. But he answered her not a word. Hey! Jesus answered not the woman a word. The same Jesus. And Zebus came and besought him, saying, send her away. But she cried after us. Why is it that? Why? Take the next verse. And, and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Maybe another version. New King James, so that you can understand better. New King James now. Let's put together. And he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus said that. And does not lie. 25. T woman. This, this is a powerful woman. 25. Verse 25. If you are there, can you shout glory? Oh, we are all there. Wow, wonderful. 25. Let's do together. 
saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to what? To dogs. Now, what I came with is the children's bread for the Israelites. It's not for you. So, Jesus' earthly ministry was never to us. Pastor, what are you saying? When he said, you are the light of the world. What's he referring to you? Referring to the Jews. That meaning that they are the one that God wants to send the light of the world through. Or, or, or share this light through in the world. <laughs> the kings of members are intelligent believers. We are, no, we are growing the things of God. We are growing the things of God. Intelligent believers. 27 now. And, he, and she said, let's shout it. Yes, Lord. But even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Ah, what a woman. She said, even the little dogs eat from the crumbs that falls from the master's table. Hear yeah, what Jesus said, verse 28. Chai. Jesus said, 28. Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And a daughter was healed from that very hour. So there are times that it's not your time to be healed. But you can, you can, you can force it. You can induce, you can induce by faith. You can, you can hijack. There is something called lambano. <laughs> it is called, lambano is the Greek word for taking by force. I know this meeting. I, the pastor just said that somebody is here. You have a pain in your eyes and then you are healed. But me, my pain is in my leg. I tap into it. I take by force. I seize it by force. You can do it. I've seen people do it. The world was not accurately for you. But you, you, you drag the world to yourself. That's what the woman did here. That's what she did here. So you can see here that we in this, Christ in us, we in Christ is a big deal. Oh, you don't understand. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. You know, I was born into a Christian home. Uh, ah, you don't know what you have. You don't know what you have. It's a big deal. Act 1 for 6. See what happened here. Therefore, I believe we are there. Amen? Are we there? Alright. Therefore, when, he had, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? They were, even after Jesus resurrected, they thought that Jesus came to become king in Israel. That is all about Israel. It's Israel, Israel, Israel. See what happened. Verse 7. Verse 7. He said, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or season which the Father has, has put in his authority. But, verse 8, you shall receive power. This is what you should focus on. Focus on the power. Focus on the Holy Ghost. And you shall become witness and all of that. Focus on this. That is not your business. He diverted their attention to the essentials. So Jesus came, to, came for the world. He came for the world. But his ministry, heartily, was for Israel. Hallelujah. Have you learned something? Have you learned something? Do you, do you not appreciate Christianity? Are you sure? Do you appreciate the fact that you are born again? And that God lives in you? 
Can you shout for joy one more time? Now verse 23. Of Romans chapter 3. Romans 3 verse 23. This is the one that they have, they have quoted so many times to, to enjoy you. Enjoy you many times. For all have sins and have come short of the glory of God. Ha! So, it was a continuation of what we were talking about before. The fact that this righteousness by faith is to both the Jews and the Gentiles. Why? Why? Because God put everybody under the question of sin. Therefore, everybody has sinned and they have come what? Short of God's glory. What does the word short mean? Of God's glory. For Because all Jews and Gentiles sin and they have come short. The word short means to become inferior to God's glory. That means you cannot partake of it. The word short means to become deficient of God's glory. The word short means to become destitute of God's glory. The word short means to fail of God's glory. The word short means to fall of God's glory. The word short means to suffer the need of God's glory. The word short means to be in want of God's glory. It didn't end here. But look at verse 25. Because 24 is with a comma. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But I love the fact that there is no, there's no full stop there. If there's a full stop there, maybe you'll be crying by now. But look at it. There's only a comma there. 24 now says, being what? Hey, can you shout it? Being what? Being what? Justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ. Can you shout amen to that? So, normally we are not supposed to partake of God's glory. Do you understand that? Because we sin, all of us, we come short of God's glory. But He said, being justified by faith. The word justify is from Greek word dikaiao. What does it mean? It means to declare somebody just and innocent. As in, you are declared just or innocent. You are declared free. You are declared righteous. Can you shout glory to God for this? So, we sin and we came short of God's glory. But look at it. We became justified freely. Freely. Freely means Dorian. Now, Dorian... Is that what I just explained to you? Gratuity, gratuitous, gratuity. It means something given to you with no reason, without any cost. You did not work for it. So if we combine justify freely together, it means to be freed freely, or to be freely freed. So, brother. You are free freely. But I, I, I understand something that there is no there is no free lunch in life. Everything comes at a cost. Everything comes at a cost. Someone is wondering that, Pastor, what do you want to say now? So we have a price to pay. Now listen to this. Whatever is given to you freely, somebody paid for it. Do you get that? Someone paid for it. He said, being justified. Freely, by His grace, through what? Through the redemption 
Through the redemption. Through the redemption. Redemption apolotrosis. What does it mean? It means payment. <laughs> it means a ransom in full. It means redance. What does redance mean? Good redance to bad rubbish. The word redance there means relief. I am not relief. You have received a relief. You have received payment in full. And who made the payment? Jesus made that payment. Can you say glory to God? Also oh, the word redemption means deliverance. Brethren, if he delivered you, you are delivered forever. There is no deliverance you need anymore. The only deliverance you now need is to know that you have been delivered. As you learn the word, you see one area of the deliverance. You're like, wow, this one too is there. So I'm delivered from these two. Wow, amazing. So deliver from sin too. Wow, amazing. The what you need as deliverance now is knowledge. Can someone shout knowledge? It's knowledge. It says, as his divine power has given us all the things we need for life and godliness. He now said, this is, this is obtained through the knowledge of him and has called us unto glory and virtue. Can you say glory to God? Amen. So pastor, you don't know what some people are going through. They need deliverance. Well, I know what the Bible is going through. And we are going through the Bible together. And the Bible says, let God be true. And every man be a liar. Let your experience be a liar. Let your experiences be a liar. Let God be true. Let God's word be true. The only true document as far as this is concerned is the word of God. Can someone say amen to that? So we are free. Christ paid it all. He paid the price for your sins. Therefore, you are free. And you are free forever. Romans 6 23. He says, For the wages of sin is death. How many of you can pay for your sins? The only way to pay is to die. For the wages of sin is death. So, if the wages of sin is death and then you are saved, are you still going to pay that wages? So, your spirit is not going to die again. Your spirit is one with the Father. That's what I'm talking about. You are saved and you are free forever. He says, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Is that, is that not what you have? Is that not what you have? Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. So, if you look at Romans chapter 3 verse 23 now, and go further to 24, we can say now that we are qualified for God's glory. And because someone has paid the price for us. So we don't shout anymore. My glory, my glory, come my life. No. The glory of God is upon your life. The glory you have is the glory of Christ. No one can take your pant and then take your glory. How? How? You are taking the glory of Jesus. It's the glory of Jesus. It's the glory of Jesus. Your glory is the glory of Jesus. It is Christ in you. The hope of glory is the glory of Jesus. Before you came short of God's glory, but now you are in God's glory. Now you are a partaker of His divine nature. You partake of God's glory. The glory of God is my glory. The glory of God is my glory. Now we are qualified for, for God's glory. Sin was birthing sicknesses, was birthing death, was birthing diseases, it was birthing failures, poverty, pains, depression, weakness, 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 etc. But now you are being made free from sin, 
you are being made free from death, you are being made free from every children that they gave birth to, and then you are free forever. You see, you are discharged and acquainted. Therefore, the prison is broken and it's broken forever, and you are free in the name of Jesus. You are free forever. We are partakers of the glory of God. We are partakers of the glory of God. Yes, we're free, free forever. Women down there in the song of all the read. Oh, we're free, free forever. Amen. When death was arrested, my life. Oh, yes, we're free. Free forever, amen. Come join the song of woe of all the read. Yes, we're free, free forever. We're free when death was arrested. My life began. Oh, when death was arrested, my oh, when death was arrested, my life. Can you shout glory to God? We have this life in Christ. We have this life in Christ. We have the life of Christ. We are free. Bro, you are free. If we freed you, now listen to this. If we freed you from sin and death, what is as great negatively as sin and death? If we freed you from sin and death, it means he has also freed you from poverty. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Wait, do you think that God is poor? Think about no, think about it. Think, think, think very well. Do you think that God is poor? It's not. I know. You see, there are levels in life. I know for some people right now, your wealth is that you just eat three meals in a day, and God's going to do that for you. For some people right now, maybe your wealth is just to get a car, and God will do that for you as well too. For some people right now, their wealth. It's to maybe sponsor people to go to school. And God will get that done for you right now. In the name of Jesus. But excuse me. You won't be stranded. I tell you. I tell you. As you are here. Under the sound of my voice. You cannot be stranded anymore. With this understanding. With this knowledge. With this knowledge. That if he, You see. Oh God. Oh my God. How much about it? Paul said. He said, if he delivered his son for us. Is it 8.26 now? Look for it, please. He said, if he will not withhold his son, but freely gave him for us. He said, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Is it 8, 20, 29? 20, what? 32, 32. Let's, let's read it, please. Let's read together. I want to go. He who did not spare his son, but delivered him all for us, how shall he not with him? Also what? God. God. Wow. All things are yours. You don't believe. I said all things are yours. Things are yours in the name of Jesus. All things are yours. 
All things are yours. All things are yours. How do you get them? Freely. 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 You see, you see, you see. The faith part is that I have it already. Therefore, you have it. It's free. This month is entitled our month of victory. I'm not even about that. Is it victory for you? I don't know. Is it victory for you? Is it victory for you? Can you shout victory in the name of Jesus? We read First John 4 verse 4 during the homologia and we saw there. He said, I don't like the new King James for that verse. I love that one. I said, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I love that part. I love that part. He says, you have God. Little children. Why? He said, because you have overcome them. Who are them? Whatever the them are, it is them. Them, 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 them. All of them. You don't overcome them. You see, faith is not God's reaction. Faith is God's provision. Faith is not... Uh, uh, God, God, God has now seen that you don't have a wife. God will now provide the wife. No. Faith. What God has done is what you see by faith. Already a wife has been prepared for you. So what do you do by faith? I received my wife. She is beautiful. She is elegant. She is intelligent. She is smart. In the name of Jesus, I received my wife. Glory to God. That is how I received my wife. I received my wife by faith. So you declare not one and you receive your wife. I received all that God has for me by faith. I received my healing by faith. I received my miracles by faith. I received all the best of God by faith. That's what you do. That's what you do. He says, Greater is He. <laughs> it means that it's in the world. The world overcome this from the Greek word Nikao. I was, I was sharing on Thursday. Greek word Nikao, it means to conquer. It means to prevail. It means to have gotten the victory. So God is not reacting. He has already supplied. Because He says, what it means, there's nothing in between. In my heart, I believe every word that you speak. Oh Lord, your word. Now listen to this. What if you don't see it yet? No, no, no. I do not, I do not trust these eyes. This eyes is not as real as the eyes of my spirit. With the eyes of my spirit, I have seen it. I have seen it with the eyes of my spirit. So what you have seen with the heart of your spirit is going to come to pass. This one is a mirage. This one is a mirage. The Bible says, what you see, the what you see is temporal. The things we do not see with our optical eyes, they are eternal. So see eternal things and confess them. I've seen it already. I have seen it already. Nothing can change my mind. Our God called Abraham, Abraham, father of many nations. He had no child. God still called him Abraham. And what did Abraham do? God said it. I believe it. And that says it. He didn't call himself Abraham anymore. He called himself Abraham. Did he become Abraham? But excuse me. He didn't become Abraham when he gave birth to Isaac. He became Abraham a long time ago when he received his Abraham. So every time you close your eyes, you look at what God has given you. Every time you open the Bible, you look at what faith has, declared, has given to you. And then you declare it. You vocalize it. Because you see, what you are, com- what you are calling is coming. What you are calling is coming. It may look like it's coming too late, but it's coming. It is yours already in the name of Jesus. So every time you have not seen with your eyes of understanding, 
switch over to the height of your spirit. I see it. I see it. I see it. I am not trying to get it. I already have it in the name of Jesus. When God spoke to Joshua, he said, Wheresoever the soul of your feet shall tread upon, it is I will give you. He said, I have given it to you. That's the language of divinity. And that's how the believer speaks. I don't say, God, come and heal me. Heal me, oh Lord, and I will be. No! We don't talk like that. We say things like this. He himself bore my sins on the cross. First Peter 2, verse 24. By whose stripes I was healed. It's not I am healed. It's not I will be healed. I was healed. On the cross, Jesus died. And I was healed on the cross. I am still healed now. I am healed tomorrow. Even though you are still feeling cold in your body. You say, I am healed already. That is how the believer behaves. That is how to get things from the Spirit of God. That's how you talk. That is how champions talk. Champions talk. That is how stars do. That is how stars do. And you are a star. You are a star in God. That is how stars do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love what Romans 8, 37 says. He says, you. He didn't say you have victory. He says, he says, yet, in all these things, not in some of these things, <laughs> in all these things, we say, God usually give me victory in terms of my health, but when it comes to money, it doesn't give money. No, in all these things, all these things, all these things, academics, all these things, all these things, in all these things, we are what more and conqueror, Con- more than conqueror is some people. And every time you hear the word hooper, you should go hyper. You should shout for joy. Because every time the word hooper emerges, every, word, every time the word hooper emerges, it means extra abundance. For example, this is how hooper works. If I say hooper nikau, you are more than conqueror. For example, I just need a shirt to go for a dinner party. And when God is going to bless me, He blesses me with an entire boutique. That is hooper. That is Hooper. Oh, oh, oh I, I, I feel like borrowing Pastor Joshua's car to just drive to Ibadan and come back. But God is saying that, no, I won't just give you a borrowed car, I will give you a car manufacturing line. Oh, you don't know the pastor. I have not seen him before. I have seen him before. I have heard him before. Two Americans, they walked to India. They were doing their high tea, 18, 19 years old. And when they got to India in those days, they saw that nobody was wearing slippers or footwear. And one of them was like, who are these people? They are so local. And the other one was like, God, you have blessed me with a shoe manufacturing company. He went to America. He went to India till today. He has one of the largest shoe manufacturing company in India. How did he do it? That is Upa Nikau. You are more than a conqueror. See yourself that way. If you need help, God would only give you help. He will make you a healer. You didn't hear me. I said, if you need God to turn you from Ehe, to, from SS to Ehe, God won't just do that. God will make you become a healer that will transform life from SS to Ehe all the time. Why? Because what he gives us is exceedingly, <laughs> abundantly, <laughs> above what you can ask or think according to the power that works within us. And someone shall glory to God. And someone shall glory to God. The best of God is yours. 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 You see, how often does the believer triumph? How often does the believer overcome? 
Second Corinthians 2 verse 14. How often? How often do we overcome? Do we overcome on Monday and then Tuesday is a bad day? What is a good day? Thursday is a bad day? And then we have a nice day on Friday? Uh, or, or we have the first week is a good week? Second week is a bad week? That. Look at this. Now, let's get up. One, two, go. Now, thanks be to God. Who what? Always lead us to what? To triumph in Christ Jesus. How often do you triumph? Hey, this says, Lord. How often do you triumph? How often do you triumph? You see, those who believe that triumphing is once in a while, they will triumph once in a while. But excuse me, every time a problem shows up, I shout for joy. Because it's going to be bread for me. Because every time I pass an exam, I move to my next level. Let the problems come. It's a stepping stone to my greater glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, he says that God always leads us to triumph. And so I can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's the one leading me. He makes me lie down in green pasture. <laughs> Your pastors are green from now on in the name of Jesus. He leads me beside what? The still waters. The still waters. Peace. Peace. What does peace mean? Peace means prosperity. It means tranquility. It means health and joy. It leads me, but at the sea water, it restores my soul. Every time my soul needs a restoration, I have a way of tapping into it. He says, he says, he what? He, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So why did God make you righteous? For his name's sake. Not for your sake, for his name's sake. Not for your sake, for his name's sake. Oh, so righteousness means that every time you are doing right, every time you are doing, he leads me in the path of doing right, of being right. For his name's sake, for his name's sake. He said, I would bypass you. It's not about you. It's for my own sake. I lead you in the path of righteousness for my name's sake. He now says, what if you mess up? He says, even though you walk through the valley of the shadows of death, don't fear evil. Now, wait, wait. All the while, he's been the one leading Leading, leading. Now he said, God, leave me alone. Let me lead myself. He said, even though when you choose to lead yourself and you are messing up and you are walking through the valleys of the shadow of death, oh, he says, fear no evil. Because even at those times, my grace is more sufficient for you. Because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Oh, glory to God. He says, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. I will fear no kidnapper. I will fear no tsunami. I will fear no earthquake. I will fear no Boko Haram. Why? Because you are with me. You and I, God, we are majority. We are majority. He says, he says your rod and the staff, they comforted me. He says, you now prepare a table before me. I am not praying that my enemy should die because they will see. He says, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with all. My cup overflow. Your cup is overflowing. Oh, you know, son. You see, God told me this. He said that enough of just enough. He said enough of just enough. The Israelites moved from Ephesus. They were in Egypt, land of not enough. Wilderness. They, you see, man, every day, land of just enough. But God told them, I am taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a land of more than enough. God told me, some people in this service, you have moved, you have shifted base. Your base is shifting from the land of just enough to more than enough. In the name of Jesus. Land of, land of more than enough. 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 
land of more and more more and more more and more more and more every tuesday will be better than your mondays in the name of jesus land of more more i declare more in this service oh i declare more in this service i declare more provisions more contracts more businesses more success in the name of jesus more thou prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy and they could do nothing about it thou anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows overflows hey more than enough <laughs> you know said in verse 6 he said surely 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 every day of my life i am going out with two enterprises goodness and the message follow me every day of my life hallelujah the best of god is yours this morning i declare can you stand to your feet i declare somebody somebody is triumphing over pain now pains are falling now pains are dropping now pains are dropping now pains are dropping now this service is prophetic pains are dropping now Pressures are dropping now in the name of Jesus. Sicknesses are leaving you now in the name of Jesus. I declare your victory over defeat. Somebody has been defeated over and over again. No more defeat in the name of Jesus. Oh, now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. On, on Thursday, I was preparing for the service, and at the point, the Holy Spirit made me to halt. Said, no, don't stop here, stop here. And then, where he still even says stop here, I on Thursday we were in service. Do you hear me talking about accident? Do you hear about it? Accident that somebody is escaping accident right now. Sister Esther, where Sister Esther? She was in the bus yesterday and the bus tumbled and he came out unscratched. I declare, you see, don't joke with the prophetic, don't joke with the prophetic, don't joke with the prophetic, I declare somebody is triumphing over disappointment now 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 in the name of Jesus lack is over you see you must you see, you see some things look like it's just casual they just normal words now, but make sure you are taking yours, be taking yours I say lack is over it can be over. It can be over. Luck is over. In the name of Jesus. Luck is over. Somebody is walking into career fulfillment. Somebody is leaving a, a mania job. That job is not yours. God is giving you in this month of July a bigger one. The one that belongs to you. Don't forget that woman told Jesus. He said, even the dogs, they eat from the crumbs of the table. Even the dogs, you are not a dog. You are supposed to feast on the table. I declare you are feasting on the table now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Somebody is here. You will come out of the university and they will say, you are the best graduating students. 
in the name of Jesus. I, 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 I hear something right now. He said there is something that drives in poverty. I just heard it now. He said that now there is a driving out of poverty from your homes. Driving out of poverty from your homes. I know, I know, I know. One of the fathers in Nigeria. But he said, the Lord shall supply your need, not according to Nigerian economy. He said, according to his riches. In glory, by Christ Jesus. Receive it now, in the name of Jesus. Receive it now, in the name of Jesus. Somebody is escaping tears. 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 Somebody has to cry this week over something. You have to cry over this, this week over something. Let me see your hands up. In the name of Jesus, what brought tears to you will bring joy to you. In the name of Jesus, the reason why you cried is the reason why you will celebrate. In the name of Jesus, sadness gone, affliction gone, oppressions gone. Depression gone in the name of Jesus. Somebody has been going through a circle of defeat, a circle of defeat, because Jesus overcome the world and He gave you His righteousness. Now you are going through not a circle anymore, but a long line of prosperity, a long line of success. You are not coming down, you are only going up. The Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. I declare in this service right now. In this service right now. You are mounting up. You are climbing up. You are swimming high. In the name of Jesus. Somebody is free from addiction right now. Somebody is free from struggles right now. Somebody is free from striving right now. In the name of Jesus, somebody's sister has gotten married for about seven years now. Receive your baby in the name of Jesus. Receive your baby in the name of Jesus. Now, somebody is free from near victories. It's always like you will always almost attain it and then it goes. No more near victories. In the name of Jesus. The Lord told me that now, somebody just escaped demotion. They are supposed to demote you at your work. Oh, you have escaped it already. In this month, till December, no accident for you. You see, when you enter into a bus, or into a car, or anywhere, or if you're even walking on the road, and people are with you, if they can hear you, you can say, tell them, say, I am the insurance in this place. Yes. You see, the reason why nobody died in that bus is because you were there. You are the insurance in that place. Because prophecies has gone ahead of you. You are the insurance that covers uh, there's always insurance that you are the insurance. Do you know that one time, one time, a lady was inside the plane and the plane was doing jiggy jiggy jiggy, and the lady was not perturbed. People were shouting in the in the in the in the um in the economy compartment. They were like, hey, who died today? And they were like, what is wrong with you? Why are you? And she said, this plane will land. He said, why? He said, because in the first class, Papa Deboye is there. You are the you are, in the, you are the insurance. The God in Babadeboe is not different from the God in you. When you enter into a plane, it will not crash because you are there. When you enter into a business, it will succeed because you are there. 
when you are in a place of work, the reason why they will make it is because you are there. You are the insurance. In the name of Jesus, this morning I cancel all appointments with death. I cancel all appointments with disaster. I cancel all appointments with calamity. Now and forever. In the name of Jesus, the second half of the year will be better for you. In the name of Jesus, this second half, the Lord will satisfy you heavily. In the name of Jesus, this second half, it will be blessings upon blessings, victories upon victories, Mervin upon Mervin. In the name of Jesus, this second half, the Lord said, I should tell you, He said, I will teach you how to profit. I will lead you in the way that you should go. That is your portion. He said, according to Isaiah 32 verse 18, He said, my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation, in a short dwelling, and in quiet resting places. That is yours, in the name of Jesus. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8, He says, better is the end of a matter than the beginning thereof. You see, Janavi to John has done their home. Better is 2021 for you, the end of it, than the beginning thereof. In the name of Jesus, the best of God is yours. Though your beginning was small, but your latter end is increasing. In the name of Jesus, the best of God is yours. In the name of Jesus, in this service, sickness are healed. Cancer is healed. Cancer is healed. Again, cancer is healed. Diabetes is healed. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you celebrate Jesus? Can you celebrate Jesus? Can you celebrate Jesus? Oh, are you celebrating Jesus? Can you celebrate Jesus? Can you celebrate Jesus? Can you celebrate Jesus? Can you celebrate Jesus? Hallelujah! 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 He's alive, and because he lives alone. Yeah. 